Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome back to another episode of the USC Basketball Podcast on the Believe Network. My name is Chris Penrose, your host. Talking about the Trojans playing in the NABC Hall of Fame Classic. Really a tale of two different teams. Um, first game was against Texas Tech. Uh, second game was against Missouri State. Texas Tech game, you know, it was it was interesting. It was one of those it was one of those games where it we saw two completely different teams come out. One team that was more aggressive and felt more comfortable out there in the first half, and the second half was a team that looked like they've never seen defensive pressure before. I thought the Texas Tech matchup was going to be a pretty solid matchup. I actually thought SC was going to pull it out. And if you saw the first half, you were feeling pretty good about this team. Kevin Porter's Jr. came out strong, had eight points in the first half. I thought Benny played really well coming off the bench. He had 10 first half points. You could tell in the second half he definitely got a little tired and his shot wasn't hitting. Uh, but he had two threes. Went two of four from the three-point line in the first half. Uh, the thing that made me a little nervous was the turnovers. A lot of unforced errors. Um, but they were moving the ball pretty well. I thought Elijah Weaver came in, had some really good minutes. Um, I thought Derek Thornton was a little shaky in the first half. And I thought Elijah relieved him and was able to get the ball moving. I felt like when he was in the game, he was able to really conduct the offense uh, in a very efficient manner. Uh, they were able to score off the break. They were able to score off half-court sets. And they went on a nice little 10 nothing run. Um, they shot 48% from the field, 50% for the three-point line. And I thought their defense was great. I thought they played a lot of really good man-to-man defense. I think this team is best when they're playing man-to-man defense. They were forcing Texas Tech into difficult shots. Texas Tech went 9 of 33 from the field in the first half, 27%. One of nine for the three-point line at 11%. Uh, and they turned them over seven times. And they were able to turn those uh, turnovers into fast break points. And I thought people were in a stance. They were excited. Um, and SC had a lot of momentum going into halftime up 32-23. to 23. The second half, though, that, that was a completely different story. Yeah. When you, when you watch these games, early leads are fool's gold. Teams, 90% of the time, are going to come back when you have an early lead. So you know that, you know that SC is going to have, to have to survive a comeback from Texas Tech. You just knew it was going to happen. Texas Tech wasn't going to shoot that poorly for the entire game. And SC went into his own early which I'm not the biggest fan of, but they went into his zone early, and Texas Tech was getting wide-open three-point shots. Um, as much as I love Kevin Porter offensively, defensively, he's a liability. And you could see that on the zone. His closeouts are so slow, and his hands are always down. If you're going to play defense in a zone, your hands have to constantly be up. Your hands need to be affecting the passing lanes. You need to have those passes be lobbed up over you in the zone. Because if the ball gets moving on a string in the zone, you're going to give up wide open shots. The whole point of the zone 
is to get into the passing lanes, make those passes go long over the top of you so the zone can react and everyone can shift. That was not happening. And players were not moving, their hands were down, and Texas Tech was getting wide open shots. These second half stats, if you look at if you look at Texas Tech's shooting, are pretty astounding. 16 of 20 from the field in the second half. They shot 80%. From the three-point line, they went five of six at 83%. And then they made just about all their free throws down the stretch. They went to the free throw line 24 times compared to USC's eight times. And granted, you know, a lot of those free throws were shot towards the end of the game when SC was fouling and tried to get back in. But I thought the foul discrepancy was pretty glaring in the uh, in the second half. But uh, having said that, what what made me nervous and what was frustrating watching the second half was offensively, SC didn't look like they knew what to do against pressure. Texas Tech got up in the passing lanes. They put a lot of pressure on the ball. And they were throw. SC was throwing poor passes that were getting picked off, lazy passes that were that were getting turned over, um, not recognizing backdoor cuts. SC could have had about thirty points in the second half off backdoor cuts. The lanes were wide open because Texas Tech was getting up in the passing lane. It's an easy ball fake backdoor for layups, or at least to get the ball moving. Um, a lot of standstill shots, a lot of one on one in the second half. You know, as good as Benny was in the first half, I think his conditioning got the best of him in the second half, and he wasn't able to get his legs under him as much as I think he would like. A lot of his shots were short. You know, Kevin Porter went one of four from the three-point line, uh, three of nine from the field. Um, and then just the, the lack of assists, I think, is what's concerning. You never want to have more turnovers than assists. And in the second half, SC had seven turnovers compared to the four assists they had. So some good things in the first half, some bad things in the second half. Uh, It was going to be interesting to see on the quick turnaround how these guys would react um, and how the coaches would get them motivated to play against the Missouri State team. Now, it's still early in the season. I'm not freaking out about Texas Tech, but this this was an opportunity for USC to get a marquee win from a big conference to go on their resume for the NCAA tournament committee to take a look at in March. Now SC's 0-2 um, against marquee conferences. So Vanderbilt and Texas Tech, they've got two losses. And if you look at the schedule, there are only three more opportunities for SC to get a big win. So they have TCU at the Staples Center. They have Oklahoma at a neutral court. And then they have Nevada at home. So I was really hoping of the kind of five marquee games they have uh, in the in the pre-conference season, they were going to be able to win at least three or four of them. Um, right now they're 0-2, and they have to win at a minimum two of these next three games upcoming. And it'd be great to get a win against a Nevada team that's going to be ranked in the top 10 coming into the Galen Center. So Texas Tech... Not a great showing in the second half. Um, Missouri State, completely different story. Um, although SC came out a little flat, uh, they were down 6 nothing right off right off the bat. And then 
Coach Enfield called a quick timeout, really got into these players. And, and Jason Hart and Chris Capco, uh, two assistant coaches, uh, they didn't hold back. Uh, they really got into their players' grills, and they were you could tell they were visibly upset. And I think that's right right as the game starts, the coaches challenge them, hey, you can either lay down and quit, or you can go out here, play basketball, and win this game. And I thought the team responded well. I thought they, I thought they stepped up to the challenge. Uh, one of the interesting things that Coach Enfield did that I really liked is he used Elijah Weaver and Derek Thornton at the same time. And he put Elijah Weaver at the point, Derek Thornton at the two. And I thought Derek played much, much better at the two. I felt like that was his best game of the year by far. Uh, he hit some, he, he went four or five from the three-point line. Um, and I feel like the reason for that was because he wasn't creating his three-point shot. He was coming off of a screen or there was penetration kick out to him for open shots. And I feel like he's much better at scoring when he's not trying to create his shot. And I thought I thought he played within himself. I thought he limited his turnovers, although he still had three turnovers. He limited those. He he has been turning the ball over a lot more. Um, and I thought I thought that was his best game of the year so far. Uh, Elijah Weaver. I thought I, I like him at the one when Derek's at the two. I thought he played a little outside of himself in this game. He hit a couple big shots early against Missouri State and then jacked up a couple bad ones, made some poor turnovers, uh, defensively got out of position a couple times. I felt like he got he got a little too pumped up from how he was playing in the beginning of the game. I still love him though. I think I think he's going to be getting a lot of minutes moving forward. I thought this tournament was really good for him. And I, I honestly wouldn't quite be surprised if, if he ends up um, starting come the Pac-12 season. Shaquan Aaron, I thought he had a really good game as well. I think he's, he's been my highlight of the season so far. The past two seasons, he's been getting uh, uh, sparse minutes. He would play you know almost 26 minutes one game, only play four minutes the next game. Very inconsistent. This year, being in the starting lineup, I think that's given him another sense of confidence that's really helped his game. I think uh, he's been shooting the ball with more confidence. He's been playing defense with more confidence. He's been kind of my breakout guy uh, so far this year. Now, he still has a long ways to go, but if SC can consistently get between 12 to 14 points a game from him and he can get two to three steals a game or create turnovers, I think that's going to go a long way for this team. Kevin Porter Jr. is electric. I mean, you, some of the dunks that he makes, is they're just fantastic. And it still just blows my mind when you see how fast he gets up off the ground. He goes from taking one dribble into the paint to being at the rim in less than a second. And he throws the ball down so quickly. It's, it's pretty fascinating to watch. Uh, and he had a great game. You know, he went 6-10 from the field. Hit two three-pointers, had 14 points, four rebounds, limited his turnovers. Um, I thought he played a little better defensively. Granted, we're talking about Missouri State, not Texas Tech here. But I, I thought his his movement on defense was better. He was moving his feet a little bit faster. He wasn't reaching as much, and I was really impressed with that. Um, I think we finally 
had a game from Jonah Matthews that we were expecting from the beginning of the year. 8 of 13 from the field, hit five threes, 21 points, three assists. He's really the leader of this team. And he needs not only lead with his voice, but lead by example. And by example is hitting those big shots when SC needs to make a run. Um, Making that big pass, getting that big defensive stop, you know, bringing his team together when they're down by four or five with a couple of minutes to go. Like that's the guy Jonah Matthews needs to be. And I think we saw that uh, in this tournament. So I was, I was very impressed with him against Missouri State. I also thought he, he played decently against Texas Tech, but I, I'm hoping that this Missouri State game really will click for him and he'll be able to take that and, and really use it for the remainder of the year. Nick Rakosevich is just a man. Um, his streak of double-doubles ended at Texas Tech, um, but he's still playing very well. Um, 10 points, 7 rebounds, um, you know, a bunch of offensive rebounds. He's making his free throws, went 2-2 two two from the line again. Um, you know, the, the one thing that frustrates me a little bit with Nick, and we saw this in the Texas Tech game, he, you love it and you hate it, right? It's his emotional side. You love the fire, but you want to be smart about it. And the flagrant foul that was called in him against Texas Tech was just plain stupid. And, and as a person who watches a lot of basketball, I just cannot understand how an official who also watches basketball can consider that a flagrant foul. I think it's an absolute joke, and I honestly think it's an embarrassment to the NCAA that that's a rule that they continue to implement. Incidental contact to the face when people are trying to wrestle for position should not be a flagrant one foul. It's an absolute joke. Absolute joke. Um, And then Nick let that get to him. And then he got a rebound, made a basket, got fouled, no call. And he yelled at the ref and he yelled something he shouldn't have and the ref teed him up. And you, you love the passion, but you just, you want him to be smart about it. And you know, all of a sudden it goes from you get a bucket, you're building on your lead to Texas Tech gets two free throws to cut the lead and the ball to basically have a chance to either have a four-point or a five-point play. And that's a big swing of momentum. And Nick's really got to control his emotions. Um, but I just, I, I, I love that he gets so fiery, but he has to be smart about it. And I know that's something Coach Enfield said in the past. He he wishes he could just, the mental part of the game is just not quite there yet with Nick. You know, this is his junior year. He's had two years in the program. Hopefully he'll be able to mature on this, but but we'll have to wait and see. And then uh, going down the list, you know, I thought, I thought Jerome Brooks, even though he only played four minutes against Missouri State, I'd like to see more of him. Um, Victor played a little bit as well. Um, I'm just, Victor. I really wish Victor would have redshirted last year. His hands are just not there. I would like to see more Jerron Brooks instead of Victor in some of these situations. Um, I think Jerron plays very well around the rim. I think he has good hand-eye coordination. I think he plays hard. And I'd like to see a little bit more Jerron Brooks moving forward. Um, but, you know, I'm not the coach. And then Jordan Escher... 
you know, he's been kind of, I, I'm not going to call him a, a disappointment because I love the guy and I think, and I think he plays very hard, but he's had a very rough start to this season. He's not quite getting the open looks that he was getting. He's not shooting the ball particularly well. He plays very, very hard um, and he wants to do well. And he still makes some kind of bonehead errors on, on, you know, going for rebounds and fouling people or hand checking someone and getting a foul called. He's been getting in foul trouble here and there. Um, I'm hoping he can turn it around. Granted, you know, we're, we're five games into the season here. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not freaking out totally. Um, there's still a lot of season left to be played. But Jordan Usher is a guy that I'm really, really hoping can can figure it out a little bit over these next few games. Because in order to beat some of these top teams that we're going to be playing here, he's going to need to score 7, 8, 10 points a game. Uh, we're just going to need that production from him. And he's also going to add to the depth, which is which is something that this team is going to have to rely on, especially as Benny Boatwright's starting to get back into shape. Uh, oh, and then also speaking of Benny, congratulations to Benny. Uh, a thousand points for his career. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Very happy for him. He deserves it. Uh, another three-time captain, just like me and Jordan McLaughlin. Um very, very happy and very proud of him. All right, so where do we go to now? Uh, we have a game coming up this Sunday against Cal State Bakersfield out of the WAC Conference. And make no mistake, this is this is a good team. This is not going to be an easy win by any stretch of the imagination. They opened up the season at TCU, who's ranked number 20 in the country. Uh, now they're ranked number 17, even though they lost to Lipscomb. Uh, SC will see TCU at the Staples Center in a couple weeks. They lost to them by five points. They gave them a big-time run for their money. Uh, so let, let's not sleep on the Roadrunners from Bakersfield. Uh, they also played an undermatched uh, Antelope Valley team. They beat them 111-75. to Lost to the Chippewas of Central Michigan in the Bahamas. Um, beat San Jose State by a point and beat Weber State by a point. So they've been in some tight games. This is a good team. Um, I think I think this game will most likely be close in the first half. I'm hoping SC blows them out in the second half. Um, but let's not let's not think this is going to be a really easy free flowing game for the Trojans. the The Roadrunners will come here and they'll come to play. A bunch of guys from Southern California on that team. Uh, that probably grew up wanting to go to USC, and these are the tricky games where you'll have a lot of local, a lot of local guys coming back, um, trying to prove a point against a team that did not recruit them. So that game's on Sunday. Um, hopefully, people will be getting back from Thanksgiving dinner with their families. Hopefully, the student section will be rocking, um, and we can. Uh, we can hopefully get another W at home, which is much needed. That's it for me. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, congrats again to Benny Boatwright on reaching 1,000 points. You know, great for SC going 1-1 in the tournament. Wish we could have you know, stolen that one against Texas Tech, uh, but we're on to the next one. Any questions, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, uh, cpenrose10. Or Instagram, also cpenrose, number one, number zero. Um, if you like the podcast, please subscribe. 
We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe, B-L-E-A-V.com or at Believe underscore L-A. Thanks again for listening. Uh, until next week, I'm Chris Penrose, and happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.